When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Than just a <laughs> it's fun. It's so fun to sing. That's a good karaoke song. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Jan. That's Chris. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we will be reviewing Kelly Clarkson's second studio album, Breakaway. If you're wondering who we are, Chris and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry, from performing on stage to working at record labels, so we have a lot of insight into this crazy, crazy industry. And if you'd like to join us on these topics, you can join us now on Patreon. So come join the CCTV crew at patreon.com slash CCTVPops, and shout out to our crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily. Woo! Yes. <laughs> so today, we are talking about Kelly Clarkson. Who I love. So yeah, I've been a fan of her since I was a kid. Uh, mm. Like from like the beginning, really. And she's really up there for me with my favorite artists ever. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've seen her live the most, I think, out of any artist. I've been to oh almost God. every tour. Uh, and been to like talk show tapings and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah, I just think she's one of the best and most versatile vocalists of our generation. And mm. the back catalog is super solid. So yeah, I'm excited mm. to finally do a show about her. Uh, how yeah, about you? <laughs> you know what? You talk about her quite frequently, and I we've actually done a couple of reactions here on the yes. channel to her performances. And every time I sit there, like, halfway getting ready to cry, because A, I, I can't sing like that, and B, <laughs> I don't know how she can sing like that. Uh, so, <laughs> so she's really good. Um, and yeah, I, I think when we were talking about like who we wanted to talk about next, I was like, yeah, let's, let's go for Kelly because mm. I, I I wanted to listen to her. And interestingly enough, I didn't realize how many of the songs on this album that I actually knew, and it's, it blows my mind how I became how I came in contact with her music, which we'll get into a little bit later. But yeah, I agree with you. I think she's one of those artists that don't get as much credit as I believe she deserves, and people yeah. cite vocalists she needs to be up there for you and if she's not i'm questioning it you know what i'm saying because even now i'm listening to her and i'm like oh my god because my vocal coach used to reference her a lot she's a great vocalist great songwriter as mm-hmm. well so she's kind of she she's everything that we would want in a, in a, in a pop star and in our first american idol i mean she is the american idol the one and, uh, yes yeah she deserves it through and through so i'm excited to do it about her too yeah, so today we're talking about her second album, Breakaway, which was released in November 2004, and this was her second studio album, and it was executive produced by Mr. Clive Davis, mm. um, which we'll talk more about him later. Uh, but so during this time, she was still in a phase of her career where she was dismissed for winning, you know, a quote-unquote dumb reality show. Mm. And this album and its singles catapulted Kelly into stardom and critical acclaim. And so for the sound of the album, she moved more towards this kind of pop rock sound as opposed to the kind of more soulful bluesy kind of thing that was going on with the first album. And Mm -hmm. it eventually became one of the best-selling albums of the 21st century all over the world. 
And it also won the Grammy for Best Pop Vocal Album in 2005, among many other awards, again, all across the world. So, we will now go (laughs) track by track and discuss the production, vocals, and lyrics, and give our ratings for each song. So here we go. Track by track. The first track on this album is Breakaway, written by Matthew Gerard, Bridget Beninate, Avril Lavigne, and produced by John Shanks. Originally written for Avril's first album, the song was eventually given to Kelly and used for the soundtrack of Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, which was co-produced by Whitney Houston. With lyrics about moving away from home and leaving your old life behind, the song was extremely successful worldwide and is still Kelly's longest-running number one in her career on the Billboard AC Adult Contemporary chart, Mm -hmm. which is crazy because this song, just my childhood, I think. I don't think AC radio. I think like yeah. Disney Channel. I think even from the beginning though, Kelly was always a hit on AC before she hit mm. pop, I think. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It does sound very much like <laughs> it could be on AC radio. Um, this song is it brings back a lot of memories for me for sure. I remember being like, a, I think I was like 10 maybe, watching the Disney Channel and because the Princess Diaries 2 is uh, going to theaters or I think mm-hmm. going to DVD, they would have this song on heavy rotation, okay? The na 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 And of course, the Disney version, uh, during the commercial breaks, they would actually play the first verse and ch- chop right on over to the bridge. So for a while, I didn't oh. even realize that there was a second verse that I needed to know. Um, but yeah, this definitely sounds like a soundtrack song, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I guess it kind of fits with her whole, I just got off Idol. I'm still living my dreams. And I'm a, I'm a girl from Texas. My place burned down in California. I'm living my dreams now. I broke away. You know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> um, not saying that's something to laugh about. But, you know, it's something about the instrumentation and the delivery of the song just sounds like, I belong in a teen comedy about a princess trying to find her way. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you first hear this song? <laughs> I mean, I, I was kind of aware of her already. So I remember just kind of oh, looking out for it, you okay. know, because obviously, like, she had one idol. I loved I loved tracks from the first album as well. So I was already kind of on the lookout, mm-hmm. right, for, for new stuff. Oh. And this was kind of, it was the first single from the album, but it wasn't originally intended that way. I think it was just supposed mm. to be the soundtrack song. And it became way bigger than they anticipated, right? Um, so I guess <laughs> right. they ended up actually naming the album after it also. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a good song. You know, I think, yeah, I think I would have been, what, like 13, 14 at the time. So (laughs) good for that age group, right? Like a great coming of age song. (laughs) The lyrics are very simple, but effective, which I think is an Avril. I think Avril's been always good about that. Her lyrics are very simple, but but there's always like, she's good at not, at at really making it not too cheesy, because this could really mm-hmm. go very cheesy. Um, yes. And it doesn't really do that, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, going back to Avril, though, like, her version is terrible. Like, she sounds so bored. And, like, the emotion's <laughs> not really there, despite the fact that the lyrics are so fitting for what she was going through at the time. Um, she's, yes. since, she's since actually performed it uh, mm, on her last really? tour. So I did actually see that. Sounded way better. Um, I think she actually connects to the song more now, which is interesting. Um, But Kelly definitely elevated it. Mm -hmm. This is proof of how a song can be written for one artist, or even by one artist, but actually be meant for someone else. Because Kelly's voice... Yeah. 
yes <laughs> Whitney thing yes. exactly because <laughs> Kelly's help like her thicker huskier tone really does give a more emotional and more sentimental vibe as opposed to Avril's mm, kind of mm. more just nonchalant kind of thinner tone um yeah and I love that this song sounds so easy for Kelly to sing Oh my god, yeah. Super effortless. Like, even with that oh my huge... God, there's yes. no huge belt note. Like, I guess the core, the last chorus, there's a little more belting yeah. in there, but she's not doing, mm-hmm. like, a ton of runs or anything. No. It's it's, it's relatively pop. laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has, like, that light, lyrical soprano. Like, she's definitely a true soprano, but like you said with the huskiness, you don't really hear how, like, you don't hear, like, the huskier, heavier sound that we, that we get introduced to as the album progresses. So this out al- this song is definitely a first little, a nice introduction to people who may know who she is, but may not have been ready for what comes next with this mm. album because you're going from in- Miss Independent and that whole soulful kind of Josh Stone thing that, you know, the whole... Wow, wow, kind of rocking. So I think this is a good, like, it's a good first track to have for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music video kind of, you know, because it was for a soundtrack, was sweet and cute. So it still felt very much like Girl Next Door Kelly. You know, it wasn't. It yeah, wasn't I think I think the video is where it gets really cheesy. I hated the little kid version of Kelly lip syncing to the song. I, I despise that. Like I, I would have much rather just had more clips of Kelly working her odd jobs because she actually mm. did work as at a movie theater when she was a teenager, and I loved that scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cute and silly. Yeah. So I think more I think stuff so like that. In, yeah. And then mixed in with the her at the red carpet and like showing that she became successful and all that stuff. Right. Because right, yeah, the, the little kid, kid scenes were. <laughs> I hate those. <laughs> what you like the girl uh, feel the rush of the ocean she's singing by the window when i was younger that was my part because i was like i'm i'm a child singing singing with the rush of the ocean you know so i didn't mind the kids which is a shocker <laughs> for me because i'm always like why are the kids in the video you know, so. <laughs> but yeah i think when i watched it, i was thinking wow this this is a this is an anthem for me because I want to fly away, break away, mm. hey, into a bigger career for myself. You know, I'm still working on that, but it just feels good to have this like as like an anthem for a yes. playlist of like you know doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that being said, though, what, what would you rate this song? I will give it a nine. How about you? Ah, okay. I will give it an eight point five. Okay. The second track and lead single from the album is Since You've Been Gone, which was done by Max Martin and Dr. Luke. And though it was originally written for Pink and then given to Hilary Duff, the story goes that Clive Davis convinced Max and Dr. Luke to give it to Kelly. Uh, She has since mentioned that the original version was not good. It was very basic and the lyrics were terrible. And she suggested a rewrite and the rockier sound with better guitars and and real drums and everything. And the song is arguably Kelly's most famous song, and it is considered by many top media outlets as one of the best songs of all time, and also one of the best breakup songs of all time. And it won the Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance and has been covered by artists from all over the world from all types of genres. It's really kind of just transcended everything. Um, and pretty much if you're a living person right now, you know this song. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so you're what do you living. think of Since You've Been Gone? Um, to hear where it came from and what it ended up being, mm. 
I could totally understand why she may have been like, okay, this is a little basic, right? It needs a little bit more, especially with the kind of almost going toward Hillary. Um, no offense to Hillary, but she was not. She could not have sung. Yeah, this. You... yeah. No, no. Yeah, it would have been very much like raise your voice, someone phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Hillary. <laughs> anyway, um, this is this is the belt heard around the world. Okay, this belt has been struggled through karaoke bars worldwide. <laughs> this is a classic. This is a Casey classic for sure. Um, the song is a great record. It's truly, I think her delivery and dynamics are are out of this world. Um, sorry, I had a bracelet. <laughs> the breathiness that she uses to like nonchalantly remark about the guy's inconsistent behaviors uh, and then the, the build into the, I don't want to say shouty chorus, but it's, it's a little shouty. Um, it's it's fun. It's so fun because it's like when you're telling your friend, it's like, yeah, he was cool or whatever. But, but oh my God, since he's been gone, it's been amazing. Life has been great. And I think the guitar riff is definitely iconic. As soon as you hear it, you know this mm-hmm. song. And and interestingly enough, there's some dissonance in that first, like there's there's dissonance in the guitar riff. And then the bass is a live bass and it's finger plucked. I don't I don't know who played it. Maybe it was Doctor Dr. Maybe Max. Could be Max. Maybe Max. Yeah, you can definitely hear its fingers and I love that. Um and the natural sound of this song is what makes it sound even more raw. And then her multiple vocal layers that she recorded, they are tight. They mm. are so tight and they're powerful. However many times she had to sing her chorus over and over and over again with herself, kudos to her. It makes it really, really, really a strong track. And there's so many interesting sounds like the beeping sound that creeps up right before the, in the pre-chorus, it's like a swelling, it's like a beepy kind of sound, and then all of a sudden it's explosive, and then we get the bridge that actually has different instrumentation, thank God, because we don't get that anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I have to say, the again and again and again and again, that note is so hard to hit, that watching her do it live, it was like rock shouty in the beginning, but as she's aged, she's kind of shifted it to like an F sharp, and it sounds more sustained, more full, and it sounds freaking gorgeous. The note... The note is timeless. And because she's been able to kind of yeah. fix up her vocal technique and, and and change things up, she's been able... I like it more now because it sounds more magnificent. And that little churchy mixed belt sound that she's doing, it's just better for the sake of longevity. So... Oh, yeah. I'm Vocally, we all know she can hit it, but I'd love to hear it live and see how she's changed certain things to A, save her voice, B, to make it sound even more sweeter and kind of surprise the audience a little bit. So if she's singing it lower, guys... Say thank you, because the fact that she, she can is. still sing it. Yeah, yeah. She definitely lowers the key of most of her songs mm-hmm. now. That's really the only way yeah. she could do a tour or even a sh- full yeah. show. Her songs are crazy. Um, exactly. And yeah, I agree. And actually, the live the live versions have all been really great. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they really do add a lot of dynamic uh, into it as well. Um, but yeah, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, this is just a perfect pop song. Like, it is, it's so good. Um, and I think the yeah. pop rock sound is perfect for her voice and, and tone and she really brought this sound into mainstream culture. Like, after this happened, I mean, her and Pink maybe together, but this yeah. is when that sound was just 
everywhere after that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, You're pretty, so right. pretty iconic. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think the production is really great. Um, love all the different layers of guitars. I like the mix of kind of the, the fake drums kind of through the verses and then the real drums mm. into the, re into the chorus. It just makes it all just the more dramatic and really takes you on a ride. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. the bridge is just one of the best female pop vocal moments of all time. Like that fully deserves the Grammy, you know, not many <laughs> yes. people could sing that at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then going back and then, yeah, speaking of performances, um, mm -hmm. a lot of people remember her VMA performance from, from 2005. She sings the whole second verse of the higher octave, which sounds insane. Oh my god, that's what uh, I'm saying. Then oh there's god. rain. I mean, her vocal, she sounds out of breath kind of by the end because she's literally walking around the whole time, like nonstop. Yeah. But her performance skills, it's kind of crazy because if you watch Idol, and then mm -hmm. it's just like three years later, she's doing that. Like, it's kind of mm -hmm. insane how much she improved just in those couple of years. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's always a good moment. Um, and I love this video. It looked yes. so fun to film. <laughs> like, just trash this guy's apartment and just totally. be a rock star, you know? <laughs> That'd be great. Like, oh, I have to go to a show later, but I'm going to mess your stuff up before I mm -hmm. go. So I'm here for that. And also, this this the music videos correlating to this album all have, like, a guy with, like, this short, like, stringy bob. So now I know leather jackets, tight, skinny jeans, and the stringy bob. Stay away from. Thank you so much, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you rate since you've been gone? I give it a 10. <clears throat> I give it a 10. That's high. Yes, definitely a 10. <laughs> definitely a 10. <laughs> Third track is Behind These Hazel Eyes, written by Kelly Clarkson, Max Martin, and Dr. Luke. This is the third single released in April 2005, and it was written about Kelly's ex-boyfriend, as she said, crappy relationships make a good song. Dr. Luke has said that this song was a bit of an olive branch toward Kelly as due to a miscommunication. Kelly had actually written lyrics for Since You've Been Gone, but then the lyrics was already lyrics had already been made and done, so they sent her another song to write to. Mm -hmm. So that was quite nice. And um <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm not a fan of Dr. Puke, uh, but I will say that him and Max and Kelly did write a very good song. I, mm -hmm. I think I remember hearing this song. I forgot how I heard it. When I tell you, I don't know how she came into my, she was in my periphery a lot. I don't know how I came to know this song, but I do remember it. I will always remember it because it's very just very specific. I'm like behind these hazel eyes. Okay. You know, and then of course the chorus. Uh, I never knew the verses. I just remember the here I am. What's again? Mm -hmm. I think it may have been used as like a a song for like a movie or a TV show that just needed a woman getting her crap together mm -hmm. and realizing that she, you know, not going to cry over a man anymore. But yeah, like, I mean, the whole 2000s rock sound is everything to me, was everything to me rather. I mean, you had Amy Lee fronting Evanescence at the time and their album Fallen was released a year prior. Um, and with Amy Lee, she had this operatic delivery and her belts were more ethereal and haunting. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had Evanescence with the goth rock that the kids loved, right? Kelly has the same kind of angst in this song, but she's able to deliver it in this nice little pop package. And because she's a little bit more of that like soulful voice, it's a little bit more punching in your face. Mm -hmm. And her belting style is one that I really envy. I think a lot more people need to uh, cite her as an influence because, like, if you want to talk about, you know, belting, 
without straining a power ballad, she delivers it completely. And I feel like the only person we have as comparable who kind of at least tries to hit notes like this now is maybe a Demi Lovato. They actually do try to give you a little bit of a, ah, what they're she. They yes. try, excuse me. They do try. You know, Skyscraper, yeah, Anyone, yeah. Stone mm -hmm. Cold. I think that's the only vocalist I can even compare now that could at least give us some type of pain and and and, and soul in their voices. Um, and I love the lyrics. They're very obvious. It's simple to understand. And the thing that really sells it is that she's able to emote so well. Mm -hmm. uh, and her refusing to give an ex the satisfaction of, of seeing her cry is like, oh, that is so me. <laughs> um, and the whole ex thing. You know, speaking of Evanescence and and Amy Lee, she was dating the not the guitarist, right? David, I forget which Dave, one he is, but yeah, Hodges or something. But yes, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that this yeah it was David Hodges. Uh, I thought the track was penned before the breakup was confirmed, but maybe maybe it just happened all at the same time. But honey, ooh, interestingly mm -hmm. enough, just seeing how he was involved with this album, I don't yeah. know if it was actually about him really. Like I don't know how they. This how is one of the last songs done for the album. Ah, oh, thank yeah. you, Chris. He has answered my question, y'all. The speculation's over. Chris, on to you. <laughs> what do you think about this song? <laughs> I love this song. Yeah, I remember yeah. being obsessed with it from the first time I heard it on the album. Um, mm. It's super dramatic, and the lyrics are very beautiful. Um, and I think the structure is just perfect. I mean, I credit Max Martin, I think, with this, because it's just he kind of has it with a lot of his songs. That anthemic yes. chorus with kind of these very tension-building verses then there's a very nice and subtle build of background vocal layers that come in throughout. And then the bridge is always yeah. just really dramatic. And, and, and you mm -hmm. know, in this case, it's very dark. Um, yeah. And then I think for me, the pre-chorus is actually my favorite moment in this song. Um, I think it's just really cool the way, the, how, the way it plays with the emotion and how it builds yeah. into the chorus. And her vocal delivery also, it sounds kind of quiet. It sounds kind of sad. Mm -hmm. But then there's also, then she builds the octave the second time that it comes around as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think the vocal delivery on this is absolutely insane. And, and the production mm -hmm. helps that, right? Um, yeah. Also, yeah, the ad-libs at the end. I know everyone mm -hmm. focuses on the anymore, right? The big anymore note. But the ad-libs throughout the last courses are crazy. Yes! <laughs> I'm like what the hell? She, yeah. she's back there sitting there giving you freaking notes yeah, to a yeah. rock song. you're like okay girl those kind of ad-libs are i want to say they're atypical in rock songs but you don't really hear the style in which she mm -hmm. was ad-libbing back there so you're you're so right yeah they deserve uh, to shine for sure um i <laughs> would suggest everyone listen to or watch the acoustic version from vh1 mm -hmm. sessions uh, mm -hmm. Her vocals absolutely insane in this. She does do the any more note in it. Um, she rarely hits that live. Uh, I think because it's crazy. Um, but yeah, she does yeah. it in that one very clearly and crisply. Uh, so definitely <laughs> check that out if you just want to hear a really good live vocal. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the music video? So the music video was actually produced by or directed by Joseph Kahn. Um, yeah, Joseph's great. Yeah, and he's he's already iconic. And the concept was a broken fairy tale. So, yeah, what did you think yeah. of, of the video? Definitely conveyed. Um, I think that the whole... It's like it's like a goth princess meets pop princess. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, her scenes where she's standing with the band in that, that torn, distressed bodysuit. Yeah. Uh, I love that because she looks so tough. I, I, I 
obviously after watching the video, I feel like that's her, her awakened self, the one that's behind the, the one that's in front. That's the hazel eyes. That's the one that's standing in front saying, I'm not going to cry. And her obviously being the bride that's been all essentially not left at the altar, but cheated on. Um, And her crying and running through that forest was very reminiscent of Snow White. So again, you can definitely tell where the influence is coming from. There's nothing like specifically like uh, cryptic about it. It's very obvious. And she looked great. Even though I hate seeing her sad because of her personality and and just Mm -hmm. something about her just seems so warm and sweet. So to see her in these cool, dark, hush colors and and being the only white glowing thing in this dark smoky forest absolutely amazing the color oh i love videos like this and in the whole they're in a studio for sure so to have that smoke coming through with those 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 branches everything just like it burnt away and it's wet because it's raining it's her tears and uh, uh, and then we're back at the altar if you know my chemical romance you know helena in that video and they're at the church that's what i was getting the camera angle of her walking in and and, and you can see her like oh, oh i can go on and on but i like <laughs> this video for sure and i love the some symbolic nature of it as well because everything was a foresight given to her mm-hmm. from her awakened self so i was like come through Yes. What about you? What yes, you I, I mean, yeah, I completely agree. I think this is one of her best music videos ever. Um, I think the scene of her kind of lying in the muddy, you know, uh-huh. in the mud with with the with the torn and dirty wedding dress is a pretty iconic yeah. shot. And I do think of that when I hear the song, that kind of that image. Uh-huh. Um, she actually yeah. even performed the song in a wedding dress during one of her tours as well. Um, Iconic. So yeah, it's such a such a good music video, and uh-huh. it fits the song perfectly. Yeah, iconic, absolutely iconic. Mm. And for that, with the video combined with the song, I will give it a 10. I will also (laughs) give it a 10. The fourth track on the album is Because of You. And this one was done by Kelly Clarkson and David Hodges and Ben Moody of Evanescence. And this was ended up being the fourth single released in August 2005. And she had actually originally written it when she was 16 years old about her Mm. father and her parents' divorce. And she had actually pitched the song for the first album to the record label, but they did (laughs) reject it. And uh, after working on it again with David and Ben and, and fighting with the label, it made it onto the second album. And Kelly actually later revealed that Clive Davis hated the song and called her a mm. shitty writer who should be grateful for the gifts that he bestows upon her. Um, grateful for, you know, the songs <sighs> that he finds for her. Um, he has denied this, um, but sorry, I believe Kelly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, too. yeah, there, no. <laughs> this song, I think, means a lot to her, both because she wrote it when she was so young, but also because she had to fight so hard to actually get it released. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of Because of You? Oh, man. So speaking of who has written on this song um, with the Evanescence um, members, former members, well, mm-hmm. Dave, David, David's definitely former. Um, I haven't checked the, the, the roster lately, but David's definitely not part of the band. Um, but uh, the breathy vocal delivery in the beginning with the piano is very reminiscent of um, Evanescence Immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, oh, y'all, if y'all don't know Amy Lee. Oh. Amy Lee's her You'd be surprised. I'd be like, huh, yeah, you know? So <laughs> Amy Lee's the vocal, again, she has a more ethereal, operatic style. Um, so when you hear someone like Kelly singing very much hushed 
you can hear more of that huskiness um and much like immortal because of you starts out very haunting and somber mm. and like i said that the light rasp that she lets escape oh my god it sounds like she's wounded i will not mm -hmm. i'm like oh it's great and like my favorite subtleties about her vocal delivery in this song is that she lets a little bit of melisma slip out like um um uh, i learned the hard way it's a slight run mm -hmm. each pre-hook has a slight run and i'm like oh little things like that are like little easter eggs from my ears because the, the 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 verses are very steady and then you have mm -hmm. a little run and then it keeps going and then you get because of you it's just it's great and um the background vocals are so good too they're not as present as the the previous songs but they're hushed and they sound like a distant memory the ooze in the chorus the repeated the repeated phrases in the bridges that just again gave me amy lee because it sounded i watched you die mm -hmm. it was very very like a ghost of her memory and i just thought wow it adds to the lyrical story and then the last chorus with an alternate the alternate lyrics yes i love that i love that because even though the lyrics changed she's still saying i'm hurt because of you this has happened because of you and it's like there's no resolution really in this song it's just like i've been hurt and i want to release this this is more of a catharsis than it is for absolution but maybe the 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 release does help her feel a little bit more full and i love mm -hmm. that and um Speaking about what she said with the subject matter, when I heard this song for the first time, I was introduced to it by a vocal coach, shout out Terry Little. Um, and she played it for me because she's like, oh, why don't you try this? Because I wanted to work on my blend. Kelly sings there. That's her sweet spot. She sounds so good there. Mm. I was like, I want to work on it. She showed me this song and I was like, I can't do it. First of all, because of the the, the lyrics, it's something personal for me, like a personal connection. Um, and also because the song is a lot of, a lot of effort vocally but yeah <laughs> but yeah no totally my little self loved this one mm -hmm. um it made me feel like understood for sure and i definitely appreciated it mm. uh, what about you yeah i think this song, song is, is very beautiful i think having i'm curious we never got to hear i think the original demo i would assume it's more just like mm. a piano led version um mm -hmm. and i think that kind of that outro or the, those final courses that you were mentioning um mm -hmm. where there's the key change and the new lyrics and stuff i'm gonna guess that's actually what david and uh um who's the other guy <laughs> david oh. and um ben oh, i think ben. that's what they added um because she never sings that part live really i think she's maybe mm. done it a couple times um interesting uh yeah uh, but anyway, I think having Evanescence actually come in and elevate the song was such an inspired idea. I think, like mm -hmm. you said, she, I think she did hear, you know, Evanescence's material and, and felt the fit. And it was just such mm -hmm. a good idea because they do do that kind of dramatic, kind of sad song so well. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think um, I just love how haunting the whole thing sounds. Like, yeah. And, and I think he, knowing that she wrote it when she was so young... It's pretty crazy. It's um, oh, I think it's interesting yeah. because I think a lot of people interpret this as a song about a romantic relationship, mm. which I guess you could see it that way. But when mm -hmm. you when you realize it's about her parents, you know, it's kind of yeah. it's so much more depressing that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think um, this is definitely it makes sense that this is kind of one of the songs that has stayed kind of one of her most iconic hits. I think. Because yeah. it's just, you learn so much about her just from this one song. Yes. It's very yes. vulnerable. Um, and I'm going to shout out another performance 
the Grammy yeah. 2006 performance of this track oh, is yeah. so good. Um, she's like about to cry the whole time. The arrangement is mm -hmm. super beautiful. And actually, the little girl from the video um, plays the piano in it as well. But uh, oh, yeah, speaking of the video, it. what did you think mm -hmm. of it? Again, a little too close to home for me. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not going to get into explicit detail because that's not what the show is about. But I thought the video was interesting because um, the whole like getting the relationship aspect of it. Uh, I didn't get that at all. So watching the video, it definitely helped made it more clear. And it goes back to what I was saying about if you you were introduced to her from American Idol, you see how mm -hmm. sweet she is, how nice she is. She's so sassy. She's from Texas. Oh, this girl. Ooh, 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 ooh. And you watch this video, you realize there's a lot more to her than just a contrived pop idol from a TV show. You realize mm -hmm. a lot more to her than Miss Independent. And it, it and it could possibly scare people because it's like, oh my God, this is this is a huge change. This is really shocking. But she delivers it so well uh, and so beautifully where you don't really see anything that's too graphic. You don't see anything. You don't really know except that and know anything except that the parents don't get along. Um and that, you know, her and her boyfriend seem to be repeating some yes. of the patterns. Um but one thing that the video has that the lyrics did not was a resolution, which I appreciate, where they she realized that this is reminding her of her childhood and therefore she does not want to relive that and have this generational curse continue. So I definitely appreciate that from her. And I love the way they, they filmed the video with specific scenes. And I could see mm -hmm. her, she was getting ready to cry. And mm -hmm. they kept some of the parts where she stopped singing, had to gather herself. And I think that's what made it even more... Like, she's really feeling that she's real. She's not just yes. some curated character by Clyde Davis and friends, you know? Um, yeah. What did you think about the video? Yeah, I think it, I think it's beautiful. It, it's very mm -hmm. effective. I think the shots yeah. in the mirrored room are really beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just like flashbacks of her as a child and then her in the mirrored room. Like, I like the scenes <laughs> yeah. of her and the kid where she's like mm -hmm. looking back. Um, oh, yeah. The whole kind of parallel thing with her, I guess, current relationship in the music in the music video, it's almost mm -hmm. even more sad, kind of knowing what she's gone through oh. more recently within her current relationship. Um, yeah. But um, overall, I think the video, yeah, it's just super, super effective. It makes the song even better, which is what a music video should do. Um, and it actually did win Best Female Video at the 2006 MTV VMAs as well. Fully deserved. Um, as it should. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, one of my favorites from her overall mm -hmm. again. So I, yeah. of course, give it a 10 out of 10. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be biased, but I'm sorry. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Well, as a, well, as a quote unquote non-fan, yeah. um, and I, I will explain what that means a little bit later, but yeah, as a, as a non-fan, I actually want to give it a 10 too, actually. Yeah. Okay. Fifth track is Gone, written by Cara Diaguardi and John Shanks. This song was never released officially as a single, but the song did get some radio airplay in the U.S. and hit number 77 on the Pop 100. Mm -hmm. Chris, mm -hmm. I'll let you start us off. What do you think about this song? Yeah, I think this is a great sing-along track. Um, mm. I remember I went to her Stronger tour, and she had it on the set list just for the first couple shows. And I was mm -hmm. so excited because I hadn't heard it live at that point. And it, it goes off live, I will say, oh, for yeah? sure. Um, <laughs> I do love the staccato acoustic guitar strumming. You know? 
Um, yes. And I love that she kind of sings it that way too, the verses, um, mm-hmm. with a hint, just a hint of sass. Um, yes. The chorus is anthemic again, great sing-along chorus, as I mentioned earlier. But I will say the production definitely isn't as complex as the songs we've heard so far. Right. Not necessarily in a bad way, right? Um, but it kind of just shows how well thought out those other songs are, right? Um, like, yes. to, like, this is very similar to Since You've Been Gone. First off, it's called Gone. So it's kind of hard not to compare it. But even just like sonically, <laughs> right? It is very yeah. similar. Structurally, it's similar. But Since You've Been Gone has way more kind of things going on in production. And yes. it just feels just more thought out. This one's just more simple. Um, but that's just, you know, that's just a choice, like an artistic choice, I guess. Um, but that is a little jarring given that these last four songs have been more complex, I think. Right. Um, I will say, though, I do love when a song brings it back to the first verse in some interesting or creative way, and this one does mm-hmm. do that, um, which yeah. I love. Um, and again, the ad-libs, the ad-libs at the end of the song are crazy. They're so high. They, they are so low. that They're so like far back in the mix, though. Oh, like yes. They really should be at the forefront because they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, crazy, amazing. It's too powerful. It's crazy. <laughs> they blow it's the too speakers. Powerful. <laughs> if they were, if they were too high in the mix, I guess I don't know. <laughs> That'd be funny. Just like, <laughs> um, you know, I'm surprised. Has there ever been a music video where she sung and the speakers just blew? No, but it should happen. I guess. It no, although, been done. although I don't know if that's usually seen as like a negative thing, though, isn't it? When you blow the speakers. I know, but you know, for like the people who don't really know music, they're thinking, "Whoa, she's so powerful! She <laughs> <laughs> like she peaked. She she she, peaked. <laughs> she came in way too hot." Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I think the way the the song is sung, I think the staccato part is the best. Uh-huh. I like that part because it's like, uh, 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 I sound crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, singing like that is fun. And it adds more energy because it it takes a little bit more than the legato kind of songs that we're kind of like used to hearing. Um, and you also have to really control the vibrato and melisma that you have when you're singing because if you're if you're listening if you're singing on a track or if you're singing any place, you have to keep the counts and the notes. It's important that you maintain your breath control and you sustain the sustain the rhythm. So it's really fun to listen to and try to mimic as you guys just heard me struggle through. Um, it's not like super hard to do but if you're not really paying attention you're just gonna i'm just gonna f around a little bit you could you could mess up the notes and she, the notes are very much the same for a while like they're yes. very like one note so it's it's nice to hear that um it doesn't really show off like all of her vocal agility but it definitely shows how much control she has especially when you watch like a live show like the the aol sessions because she's running around oh you know, yeah the like, live aol and, stream yeah 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 i just happened to watch it i was like oh let me take a look at it you know when she first put the songs out let me take a quick look and she's sitting there walking around the stage going around and still huh, what, huh, huh, take, taking strategic breaths here and there but you can hear her start to start to give out a little bit because it's a lot to do that to perform mm-hmm. and then hit the notes that come in with the choruses and then the bridge. Um, but yeah, back to that AOL performance. I am so glad that as she got bigger and, 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 and well, she's always been good, but as she's gotten bigger and better, so did her background vocalist because wow. during the AOL sessions, oh my God, they were, those bozos were bozoing. Like <laughs> because they were not doing what they needed to do vocally, she couldn't <laughs> take a breath to kind of sing. Stop, you know how people kind of stop singing and the background vocals are still going? Yeah, yeah. She had a guitarist singing background, a male vocalist, and then a female vocalist. I did not hear that woman sent once. And I'm like, she can't even stop to go, 
Mm. Yeah, she had to sing the whole time and carry a lot of the chorus because uh-huh. all you hear is, I'm gone. Come on, man. Like, I was like, what the heck? Oh, my God. Yeah. I actually, I was actually watching that concert this morning, but I didn't get to Gone yet. I think I only made it halfway through the, the concert. Um, so that's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it after this because I remember having watched that years ago. But um, I do think she was, um, I, I agree. I think the musical arrangements are, are much stronger now for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so what do you rate Gone? Um, I will give this one... Um... An 8.5. Honestly, I didn't, feel, like you said, since you've been gone, all these tracks, I've just smacking yeah. it at the park. This one kind of was like a cute run around first and second for me. So Fair. Yeah. Fair. Where I will you? give it a 9. The sixth song on the album is Addicted. This one was done by Kelly Clarkson and, of course, David Hodges and Ben Moody of Evanescence. And um, you can totally tell. This totally sounds inspired oh, yeah. by Evanescence. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I love this one so much. Mm-hmm. I love how dark it is. I love the yeah. drama. The lyrics are kind of creepy. Like, it really does feel like this, like, inner demon. Mm-hmm. You know, she's fighting this inner <laughs> demon the whole time. Um, and yeah. that's emphasized by, like, first off, some of the lyrics are awesome. In, mm-hmm. in this song but also just the haunting backing vocals the way she belts the chorus like she sounds like she's like in torment like she's in pain oh like my internal gosh. pain um yeah and yeah i also i have to give a shout out to the bridge i think this may be my favorite bridge on the whole album Oof. yes the yearning yes. in the lyrics the tension building drums and the backing vocals mm-hmm. kind of leading into this octave bill for the repeat and the whole band just kind of getting more intense with it yeah. It's a perfect bridge. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, what I, do you think of Addicted? I think it might be one of my favorite bridges on this album. I could be wrong. I'm not sure just yet. I gotta think about it. Uh-huh. But this song is definitely one of those songs that, um, uh, <laughs> again, is you don't see many people trying to cover this one. Um, but no. <laughs> it's tough. Like, like, <laughs> since you've been gone, it's tough, right? But this one requires a lot more grit in the voice, a lot more just, you have to just have the vocal dynamics on point. You can't be like a, a meh kind of singer when you hit this, these notes. Yeah. Um, And earlier I was saying like the way I was introduced to her has always been kind of on the periphery or like me not even realizing who she was because A, I was too young. Uh, and B, I wasn't thinking I was going to be a singer. I just want to kind of add that in there too. But I wasn't thinking of, oh yeah, I like this. I want to be just like her. So the way I was introduced to this was um, by AMVs. If you don't know what an AMV is, that's an anime music video. Now, I had gotten injured while I was dancing, or I just, I have flat feet. Not really injury, but, you know, I didn't I get it. Anything. I have flat feet, too. Come through, ducks. Let's get it. Um, so, <laughs> so during my healing, I was learning how to work Windows Movie Maker, and I was getting into YouTube. I know, right? Uh-huh. So far, we've come. We edit this whole show on Final Cut, right? You know, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> and anime music videos were popular on YouTube. It's like taking your clips from your favorite anime and then putting them to a song, which takes a lot of work because hundreds of episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And the one that I saw was for a Sailor Moon. Mm. AM music video or it was Inuyasha either way I was like this song is freaking intense how can you take something that's so magical girl and put it to this song and it's like oh my god and I remember just thinking this is like oof. same thing with Evanescence's um, Immortal yeah a Sailor Moon AMV so again I'm not sure if she doesn't if she knows that a bunch of anime fans have kept her b-sides alive <laughs> but we have we have kept yeah. them alive um 
but yeah, it's so interesting to hear these this this this, this album and hear all of these singles, or well, not even saying all these B sides sprinkled through because I've heard them in passing, and it's good. You know, um, the similes in this song are really scary. Like you said, uh, instrumentally we hear all of this tension and angst and, 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 and need, but lyrically it's really spooky because I mean, people say that love is like a drug and I'm about to get really nerdy. Um, but the song didn't pull any punches with the analogies. Uh, biology says that, you know, your brain circuitry fires up when you're in love, like the nucleus acumens, listen guys, accumbens, excuse me. Uh, the nucleus accumbens releases all that dopamine and that reward system in your brain says we want more of this what do i have to do to get more of it and that's what it's like when you even do a line in the bathroom if you catch my drift <laughs> so it's like it's the same thing like your brain is going pew 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 firing off all of these freaking hormones and you love this person and the worst thing is it's like in the wrong hands as the ones described in this song it could be a detriment for sure um but if you're in love and you feel this way oh it's so sweet but for unhealthy relationships like the ones described in this song so good um and i can see how some fans might look at this and be like this song might have helped me get over an addiction mm -hmm. this song might have helped me get over a breakup because the song doesn't say oh yeah you did this to my body it sounds like she's talking and begging and 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 pleading like she knows it's wrong but she keeps doing it and it sounds like someone with a real addiction and mm -hmm. i've never had addiction but for those who've seen it, euphoria season two the ways and day was acting in this one like what 10 minute scene this song is completely embodies it mm. um and like you said the bridge is there and i'm still surprised why like i'm like maybe not surprised maybe there's some other stuff we don't know with kelly and amy lee and still not ever singing together and mm. i've only heard mashups on youtube one day i'm just hoping i mean evanescence was on her her show a while back but it wasn't them singing together it wasn't them singing their songs you know oh i wish kelly would just hey girl and amy say hey girl and that's just me though um but yeah okay. i'm off my nerdy horse <laughs> my nerdy soapbox <laughs> i rate the song um out of out of 10 though um i have to be really honest um i'm kind of mad at myself because this album is probably the first album where we've given it such high scores throughout hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm gonna have to just kind of give it a 10 though so yeah what about you? yeah this one's definitely up there with all of her singles for me um, mm -hmm. And I think this album is just such an iconic pop album that even all, people know the B-sides almost as well as the album tracks. A lot of people from this kind of generation, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, agree. It's a 10. Seventh track is Where Is Your Heart? Written by Kelly Clarkson, Cara Diaguardi, Chantal Kravizuk, and Rain Maida. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. So this song um, reminds me of when people have different love languages. Um, this song isn't about that, I know, but I mean, people communicate and display love in, in ways that are recognizable for different, in different ways for different people. Yeah. Um, in this song, the guy is, uh, described as true and loyal and kind. Um, but I guess he's lacking some sincerity, um, maybe lacking some passion. Mm -hmm. Um, she laments about having to constantly reach out to him. And I can understand how that can be a problem for a lot of people. Uh, and she, I like the lyrics, um, I like that the lyrics kind of convey her confusion a little bit. Like she just thought love would be a little bit more effortless, like a, a petal falling to the ground or a dreamer chasing his dreams. But like, honestly, truth, truthfully, like 
relationships are not like that at all. Relationships are work and honest efforts. Um, but apparently homeboy ain't putting any in. Um, this song doesn't really mention any of that, um, but it does seem that either he has been like this all along or the jaded, more reserved nature revealed itself as their relationship developed. Mm -hmm. uh, the song isn't bad, right? But compared to all the other tracks, it's a more subtle song and it's not really mind-blowing, but I like how honest the lyrics are. Um, and I think my, my favorite part lyrically is that in the bridge, there is an olive branch extended where she's like, hey, I want to communicate with you. It's just you and me. Tell me how you're feeling. Tell me why you're being this way. So I do appreciate that. Um, I, I like that she wanted to hear him out. But aside from the meaning of the song and the vocals, this song doesn't really do it for me. Mm. Interesting. I mean, honestly, yeah, what so, about you? So I do believe the song is actually about David Hodges. Um, so we know how that ended. So I Ooh. think that just, this was just never meant to be, I think. Um, but I agree. Yeah. I think it is about different love languages, right? Like, I guess just mm -hmm. she wasn't understanding how he was. Like, I think he, he was just saying all these things, but she wasn't feeling it the way she wanted to feel it, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I, I like that. I like that analogy. Um, Thank you. But yeah, so I think the production is very pretty. I think it was time for a ballad. We just got, like, four <laughs> very intense songs, or four or five very intense songs right before this, you know? Um, right. So it was time to, <laughs> to bring it back a little <laughs> bit. Um, and, you know, Kelly... Her voice is so good that she can carry any ballad, yes. right? Um, I think melodically it is pretty, but it isn't my favorite. Um, mm -hmm. She has some amazing ballads, and I think this one is good, but it's, yeah, it's nothing special, especially compared to all these other songs we've just heard. But yeah, I think, again, like you said, I think the best part of it is the vocal delivery. I like the kind of intensity that she puts into into her into her voice kind of as the song mm -hmm. continues. Um, right. and we get some nice ad libs. So yeah, um, I think it's a decent album track, so I mm -hmm. will give it an eight. For me, this song is a 7.5. The next song is Walk Away. And this one again was done by Kelly Clarkson, Cara Diaguardi, Chantal Kreviazuk, and Rain Maida. And this was actually the fifth single from the album, released in January 2006, and it was another huge hit for Kelly all over the world. And it was written about how if something isn't working out, just leave. Sometimes things <laughs> just can't be saved, you know? Um, so this song has grown on me a lot with time. I remember the first mm. time I heard the album, it wasn't my favorite. And I think when it was released as a single, I didn't fully agree with that. Um, however, after experiencing it live, on multiple mm. occasions, especially <laughs> when she had huge horn sections, which she has brought on tours before. Oh gosh, the song mm -hmm. is so good. It comes alive. Again, just such yes. a great sing-along chorus. Um, I think the issue is you had since you've been gone, and so anytime you have a song that's kind of like that, <laughs> you're instantly gonna yeah. compare it, right? And yes. so it's tough to live up to that, so I'm doing my best to not compare it and just kind of treat it as its own song. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, th I love the sass and her vocal delivery, especially in that bridge. Another perfect pop bridge, you know? Mm -hmm. That just yeah. leave. Yes. Yeah. Um, the production <laughs> is good. I like the balance of the guitars and the, and the drums. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's a solid, solid pop song. What do you think? I, I agree with you. Um, I wasn't exactly like the biggest fan of this song. And again, I wasn't introduced by a way of myself. I was introduced to this song because my little 
how we were definitely in elementary school. We were not in high school yet. I forget, but my friend and I, well, she was listening to the song and she was correlating it to a guy that she had a crush on who, of course, did not even realize that she even existed. Well, he he knew, but like she was acting as if she was going to break up with him. I'm talking about, well, he doesn't want to pay attention to me. He can just <laughs> walk away. And I thought, girl, he doesn't even know how you feel. <laughs> like, you know, so that's how I was introduced to this song. Because I remember her telling me about the people in the music video lip syncing and having a good time. And she said, there's a guy, he wears a football um, padding and jersey, just like the guy that she liked. And he's, she's like, he was dancing in there and reminded me of him. I was like, wow, this is real personal. This isn't primary. Um, so you mean like middle school? Probably about like middle school. Yeah, like elementary, right? Secondary. Elementary. Isn't elementary yeah. school like until fifth grade? And then it's middle school. Oh, okay, six okay, okay. To eight, then right? middle school. Yeah, middle school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is one of those songs where I only knew the chorus for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the should you stay or should you go? You know, there's fun things like that. Um, it's relatable for sure. It's like if you don't want to be here, get the step in, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this probably is one of the, not even one of, like, the, yeah, this is comparable to. Uh, since you've been gone it's a brighter song on this album uh and i'm quotes around that brighter uh there's a lot of interesting production qualities here like there's like a quirky bell sound uh honestly i'm not attracted to them i'm i didn't like them then i still don't like them now um but it gives the song a fun color uh and very much to what you said about her introducing horns i remember watching a kelly clarkson video where she's like had like a a bracket challenge of all of her songs and she said she liked walk away because as she did it more when she introduced more of those horns those trumpets that the saxophones all those wind instruments she liked it even more she makes it more uh, more enjoyable to perform mm-hmm. and like you said that bridge is great when I hear that bridge I think of church for those who grew up in the Baptist church or like in a southern church or you've even heard the pastor speaking while the music's still going she was giving it she said are you gonna live for me live for me die for me Nathan, break for me. You know, a lot of pastors do that. The music's going off in the back. She was giving me that. That southern, that southern bell just came out. And I was like, I love that. And she said, if you don't, then just a leg. Because she went off. Because <laughs> it was a little off beat. But that's what, that's what it is sometimes. When you're just talking your mess. That's what yeah. it is. And then she was still singing. So it's like, oh, she's still giving it to you. So it's very sing-song rappy, Baptist church pastor. I mm-hmm. love that part. It is yes. so fun. And nobody does that anymore. One thing I also noticed about, even, even though I'm not like a huge Kelly Clarkson fan, she knows how to have fun. Mm-hmm. And songs like this gives it gives that fun. It's just like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? <laughs> then just a little. You'll get the note <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah again she's she's great I'm, I'm starting to realize even more so she's worth a listen uh-huh. okay uh-huh. what do you think of the music video you mentioned it a little bit but yeah did you like it it was funny because she she was in her swing her little hips i said excuse me kelly the the top was funny because you know it's because it's it's, it's made a resurgence now where people are right wrapping the scarves around their their bra i mean around themselves like a bra a la christina you know, dirty, mm. but she had it on and, it, and there's a chain with the cross hanging at the bottom of it. I was like, this is not 
appropriate. But you look good, girl. She had like the single ladies hump that yes. we all know. Love that That's, hair. <laughs> it's very Texas. Big hair, don't care, cheerleader girl. <laughs> so it's very much Southern and rock. I just like the video. She's just, again, very cool, very fun. And everyone else is sitting there living their best life through her. <laughs> yes, I love all the shots of that, you know, quote unquote, normal people. Um, just enjoying the song Normal. in various mm-hmm. situations and them getting caught also it's just funny um, <laughs> yeah so yeah I think, I think again it does it does a good job of making you like the song more you know when you see all these people having fun then you also have fun um, mm-hmm. so yeah I, like I said though I do like the song more live so if I'm just rating the studio version I will give mm. it a 8.5 okay I will give it an 8 ninth track on this breakaway album is You Found Me Written by Cara Diagardi and John Shanks. With this song, I have to say, I'm not sure if Kelly knows this, or maybe she does, but the anime and gaming fans, like I said before, have been keeping her B-sides alive, okay? I don't think anyone realizes this, but but again, uh, there is a song, there's an AM video or like a gaming music video with Final Fantasy characters used with this song. Mm. And again years ago y'all if y'all see the, the the graphics of this final fantasy compared to the ones we got now boy um but yeah so i remember i remember hearing it but not really paying attention and not realizing what it was um and i don't think i liked it that much at the time either um so uh this song now listening back to it i can appreciate a lot more um the the high pitched synthy part in the beginning reminds me of "Come Clean" by Hilary Duff from the Metamorphosis album. Mm. Uh, so the whole Hilary Duff was supposed to get "Since You've Been Gone." Was it "Since You've Been Gone"? Yeah, mm-hmm. she was supposed to get that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole like Metamorphosis album kind of sounding like this one, mm-hmm. like "Come Clean." Let's go back back to the uh, beginning. Yes, I hear it. Has, it has like that you know yeah it's a weird wiry if that's the word kind of synth that you can hear in um um pocket full of sunshine as well i don't really like the sound but i can understand how it's being used um i also have to say the way the song progresses with the guitars and the way she sings it it reminds me of like some charmed soundtrack vibes like i can totally hear this being played at p3 while the hollywell sisters are kicking some demons behind yes. in the back it's just very much 2000s early 2000s uh-huh. um and i do like the song a little bit more um i'm i'm i like sorry i like songs that are like this like you know you found me because i'm from that nobody's supposed to be here era you know like i was not looking for love how did you how did it find me i'm a sucker a sucker for that okay it's so relatable um but again with that being fit, said it didn't really do a lot for me the song is beautiful <clears throat> like the meaning is very lovely and the delivery is okay it's, a, it's almost average a little bit for me um but you know it's kelly she can sing her booty off mm-hmm. um and i'm so sorry to anybody else who's listening to this and has have, have like a deep connection to the song because i was scouring the internet seeing what fans thought about the song and a lot of them said that when they were going through hard times this song reminded them of finding god or maybe they found their people to hang out like they, they found their tribe oh, essentially so you do have a connection to this song i do apologize just i'm looking at it objectively kind of just like even though i feel like i can relate to it because i want someone to find me when no mm-hmm. one was looking was it delivered in a way that i want to keep listening yeah. to not really um what about you my fan? yeah actually if i remember correctly and kelly fans correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she doesn't like the song either 
Um, so Ooh. yeah. Uh, Why's that? I don't know. I think she just didn't feel that it was, you know, one of the a, a good song on the album, like compared to the rest of the album, I guess, um, mm-hmm. which I agree with. Um, mm-hmm. I also get the very just kind of early 2000s, like girl <laughs> with the guitar kind of kind of singing this. Like I could see Michelle Branch singing this. Oh my God. Um, you know, yes. like that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I think the melody is pretty, but I do think it is the most fillery song on the album. I could probably mm. argue that every single song on this album could be a single aside from this one. Um, Whoa. And, and I think, and I think honestly, I don't think the song is bad. I think that just yeah. shows how high the standard is on this album. Because the song mm-hmm. is catchy, like the melody is pretty, like I mentioned. Um, I do agree that her delivery sounds, she does sound mildly bored, I think, <laughs> yeah. on this. Sorry. Um, yes. But again, maybe it's because the songs before were so dramatic. And so she had mm-hmm. to be kind of either more sad or, or just more angry or just, you know, more emotional in some way. And this one's actually happy, I guess. And I don't know, maybe she wasn't in that place in her life. I don't know. She just doesn't Ooh. really sound fully convinced when she's singing oh. this song, personally. Um, okay. So yeah, this tends to be one, I've, I don't, I wouldn't say I forget it, but it's almost the one that's like the other one, you know? <laughs> like on an album yeah. full of huge hits and songs that could have been hits, it's like this is the other one. The black um, sheep or like the gray <laughs> one, because it's kind of like, eh, you know? <laughs> Exactly. And so, to, and so in that line then, I will give it a C. It's a 7.5. How about you? Oh, see, y'all, we have never used letters in our lives on this show. <laughs> it's like Likewise, I will give it a, a, a C as well. A fat seven. Sorry. <laughs> a C minus. <laughs> Track 10 on the album is I Hate Myself for Losing You. And this one was written by Cara Duguardi. Jimmy Harry and Shep Solomon, and also produced by Cliff Magnus. So, mm. what do you think of this one? Um, this song is interesting to me because, again, I was introduced to this via someone else and not actually Kelly. Mm. <laughs> not directly through Kelly. Um, so, I'm like a fake theater nerd, very fake theater nerd, where I only watch certain things and only know certain things. But I do enjoy the vocals, and I think Broadway singers are absolutely amazing. So I want to preface my statement now um because i am a fake nerd uh but yeah broadway singer great really good um and there's an amazing vocalist and vocal coach by the name of natalie weiss who covered this song for kelly uh, for uh the kelly clarkson like broadway covers yeah so she and a bunch of other people did it but it was really fun because i was like oh kelly i know that name and it was broadway i was like oh i like broadway or like i I pretend to like broadway let's take a look at it she sounds good and there's a g there's a top note in the song the g and she hits it live which is nice because again kelly sings her face off almost on every single song and then when she tours she sings her face off on Mm -hmm. every single song so she lowers notes or she doesn't hit hit the notes it's understandable, right? So when you do hear, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. It sounds like the record. Good, good on you for attempting that because Kelly does it and she kills it, but she knows better than to do it every night, right? Mm-hmm. So again, the song is definitely tough to sing, and with the energy behind it, um, much like the other tracks on the album, it could be easy to lose focus on the technique. But of course, when Kelly performance uh, performs it, she is focused. She's engaged and she maintains these notes. She will give you notes. She will give you performance. And I think a lot of people don't realize that even though you can hit a note, you can come, you can just 
I guess, sing to the audience, the performance is what matters as well. Mm. She is very much, from what I've seen, very good at performance. She doesn't dance. She's not going to give you an eight count. She doesn't they really have a lot They tried to make her do of- that before. <laughs> There's some really funny performances from the first era, like of Miss Independent, <laughs> where they gave her background dance. And they're hilarious. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> oh my God. We'll have to watch that. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. a, like a CCTV episode when sing- great singers should not be dancing. Like, you know, that'd be so much fun. Um, but yeah, like, like the Sugar Babes. <clears throat> um, so yeah. By the way, make sure you guys definitely check out our Sugar Babes episode because Mutia came to our Instagram and gave us some love on our post about the Sugar Babes um, Angel with Dirty Face album review. So definitely check that out. But back to Kelly, the lyrics are super relatable for this song. I mean, it's like the one that got away. Granted, my personality leans a little bit more toward like, "Eh, I don't hate that I let you go. I mean, it, it happens. It's over. But I can understand how someone could feel that way if that person was good and maybe you weren't the person giving your 100% mm-hmm. in the relationship. You weren't giving what you were supposed to give. You weren't doing what you were supposed to do. Um, you know, you weren't, you know, you were the one the person was saying, where's your heart, right? So I can understand that. Um, but yeah, personally, oh, dang, he gone. Bye. You know, that's just me. Um, and I like the way the song is produced. It reminds me of How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. Again, mm. back to Charmed. The guitar with the amp that when they strum it, the... That like riff, yeah. Thank you. Very mm-hmm. echo. Thank you so much. The echoey guitars just reminds me of that song. Again, reminds me of Charmed. And I can hear it being played. And also, just slightly, the chorus just reminds me a little bit of Alanis Morissette. Just not exact yeah. match people. But again, you, I love to hear the influence that Kelly and her songwriters have. Mm-hmm. But then Kelly, because she sings her dang face off, does not get lost in the sauce. Yeah. So... That's that's me on my soapbox. Uh, but what about you? What if, how do you feel about this song? Yeah, this is another one that I remember not thinking too much of at the time of release <laughs> until I saw her sing it live. So going back to what you said about her performance, she has so much fun performing this song and then really yeah. brings out uh, the awesomeness of it. Um, I think <laughs> she has actually said the same thing as well, that she didn't love the lyrics. Kind of similar to what you said, she didn't love the, like, I hate myself for this. She didn't love right. that aspect of it, but she liked performing it. So it ended up... It ended up kind of being a staple in, in her show during that her whole era. Um, Whoa. I do love the latter part of the chorus. I, I think the way the way the chorus is structured is really good, but I do the I do love the what do you do when you look in the mirror? Like I, I love that that uh-huh. it pulls back that way. Um, I think it, I yeah. think it's cool and it's different from the other songs on the album. Um, and yeah, I think the production actually is quite complex on this. There's some interesting backing vocals, kind of, again, mm-hmm. very far back in the mix, but, but they're there and they do add a lot of dynamic. And yeah, just weird kind of synthy sounds and, and guitar riffs throughout. Um, and yeah, the that bridge, again, she, she's so good at a good, at, at a bridge, you know? Um, mm-hmm. That, that, I don't even know how to, that anymore anymore i can't even do it i don't even know how to do it but like it's insane that's one of my favorite vocal moments on this whole album yeah so yes yeah yes um i will give this one an eight how about you oh nice okay i will actually give this one an eight too i i I don't feel like i'm gonna change my mind i changed my mind on one of the songs on this uh in this episode y'all if y'all can figure it out i will leave a comment on your comment but (laughs) (laughs) the 11th track on this album is hear me Written by Kelly Clarkson, Tara Diaguardi, and Cliff Magnus. This song has been described as a prayer, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because 
I kind of get that vibe from the song as well, in a way. Um, it's not an explicit, like, Lord, can you hear me? I don't... <laughs> it's not an explicit kind of, like, prayer, right? But uh-huh. it's, it's implied, it's implicit. Um, and the song, oh God, songs like this makes me really just... Oh, the song is a rock album, dang it. I know it's pop rock, but if you strip away this woman's vocals and you had some dude singing it, they would not be like, oh, it's a pop rock record. And no, you'd be like, yo, this is a rock record. Yeah. Um, the guitars in this song are epic, mm. gritty. Mm-hmm. And her vocals absolutely soar. She opens her mouth, and I'm like, where is it coming from? Um, <laughs> not even trying to be funny, but has, as young as she was, and I think we were we have similar builds, like how she was, uh, her her how she looked at the at the time and how we look now, how I look now, we're similar. I don't sing like this. I'm trying to figure out where the voice is coming from. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, to be so tiny and to sing like that, I'm like, it's kind of like, yo, is there someone in there with a bullhorn mm-hmm. going, all right, sing. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, she and Claire from Steps are the oh. ones that make me say, how in the world did this random girl from who knows where come into fame like this and mm-hmm. not receive as much love as I think they deserve? Like, yeah. we all know Kelly can sing, but honestly, I feel like she deserves so freaking much more. Yeah. So much more. Um, like, yeah, we can appreciate them. Yeah, they're staples in our childhoods. But, like, again, like I said, a lot of people don't cite her as, like, vocal influences, which is crazy. Um, but, again, back to what I was saying uh, about the song Feeling Like a Prayer. Uh, the song does remind me of um, Flyleaf's um, All Around Me. Uh, so it came out in 2007. And it is if – you, if you don't know Flyleaf, they are – more christian leaning and all around me is about god she says like i can feel you all around me um but she doesn't say that explicitly like oh god mm-hmm. whoever whatever deity you believe in, she right, doesn't right. say it and the, the the song is really gritty and it's a rock song very much like this one the you is whoever you know like the hear me she's the energy is very very pal- palatable there we go <laughs> there we go palpable Palpable. Palpable. There you go. The energy is, we're working on it. You know, we're here. <laughs> the energy is very palpable. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, the song is really poignant, but it's also badass because yes. of how it's produced. You know? And I always tell people, like, needing help or reassur- re- reassurance or love is not a weakness. And asking for it is not a weakness. Uh, some people don't receive that well and they go, oh, God, you're being too needy. But if you're asking the right person or if you're in a relationship or if you're friendship, whatever relationship you're in, telling someone, hey, this is what I need, there's no, there's no weakness. Or if you're asking a deity, there's nothing wrong with that. And because the song is so just, oh, kick ass, it's like she's brave enough to reach out. She's saying, mm-hmm. hear me, hear me, hear me. And in, that, in the ending toward the bridge when she's saying, hear me over and over again even more powerful because yes. it doesn't sound like she's begging she's just demanding at that point she's saying it at first sounds a little bit weak and as the song progresses you hear more strength behind it and i respect it i love that i think it's great and we don't really hear songs like that nowadays honestly i don't i don't think so yeah for sure yeah that outro is my favorite part hey, me. <laughs> that part is so so good um, yes. it's so intense and, and then she does a last few in her head voice she's just kind of like mm-hmm. like she's just desperate at that point which is just I think it's really beautifully done um, yeah I think this song is another great sing-along song like if you're ever mm-hmm. 
I don't know, mad about something, sad about something. This is a perfect yeah. song to just like scream to, I guess. Um, yes. And I love that even though it is very dark and haunted, which is kind of a vibe we've had in other songs on this album, it's different. It's, it's mm -hmm. more intense. Um, mm -hmm. And also it's almost prettier too. There's also something very beautiful about it too. So it is just kind of an mm -hmm. interesting dynamic. Um, but yeah, this is another one that I, I, I feel like this is just she, vocally, it's just masterclass. Like, I, yeah. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. Like there's very few people in this world that could sing this mm -hmm. song as well as she does. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm confused. Yeah, it's, How? It's pretty amazing. 20 years old, mm -hmm. 2021, sitting yeah. there, dynamics, yeah. vocal technique. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah. Very scary, but also very good. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so what do you rate this one? Um, It's right up there, honestly, because Addicted is, is a tough one to beat. Uh -huh. I, think I, gave it a, I, gave, I think I gave it a 10, right? Um, oh, it's okay. So I will give it a 9.5 only because... Um. Yeah, I'll give it a nine point five only because I I I have to listen to it some more because I don't remember it all the way, but I do mm. remember how it made me feel. So I just okay. need more time. Yeah. Okay. Nine point five. I will match you with the nine point five. Um, this album's just so good, but I, I have I don't know <laughs> with all the tens that we already gave, I'm trying to be you know as as reasonable as I can. Right. <laughs> the last track on the album is the live version of Beautiful Disaster. And this one was done by Matthew Wilder and Rebecca Jordan. And so Kelly actually hated the original version of the track <laughs> on the first album, Thankful, because she felt that the poppy production didn't capture the emotion of the lyrics, which were written mm -hmm. about a strained relationship due to the other partner suffering from substance dependence. Mm -hmm. um, so when she did perform it on the independent tour, she stripped it back and she decided to include one of these live performances on the Breakaway album. And though this was never released as a single, she did perform the track a few times on television, and the song does remain a signature track in Kelly's discography. So what do you think Ooh. of Beautiful Disaster? When I first heard this, based on, you know, the lyric and the background that you're telling me now, when I first heard it, not knowing this, I just thought, oh, this is um, somebody essentially making excuses for the shortcomings of someone. Uh, and it probably sounds really cruel, but like something about it was like, oh, he's just unambitious and overly optimistic and then hysterical. And for me, that first verse was not very good at like conveying that he's worth it to me or whoever uh. is worth it. And granted, we would want someone to look at us and say, wow, you know, so-and-so has a lot going on, but you know what? They're worth it. But that first verse did not do it for me. And just personally for me, I don't like being anyone's hurt locker, um, essentially where they're putting all their pain and their sadness into me. And I'm just storing it and be like, oh, I'll keep it safe. Cause it's a lot. And that first verse kind of has that tone. Um, it just, again, it just sounds like a lifetime of caping for someone, especially after the whole, if I try to save him, my world, my whole world would cave in kind of mm -hmm. line. I don't like it. Now, if it were, if you're thinking about him, the Rebecca's past boyfriend being in a substance abuser, then it makes more sense. Uh, but when you're like thinking about how the original track sounded all happy and sweet like oh there's a chance lifetime hallmark movie it does not fit so when you hear it stripped back it sounds a little bit better um 
But yeah, I just don't like the idea of it, someone being a beautiful disaster when literally this disaster could destroy you. Mm. Um, but after more listens, after more sounds, um, more sounds, after more listens, it just sounds like maybe the guy isn't the luckiest or maybe he's not the most successful, but he does love her, does yeah. love, you know, whoever it is. And he does try his best. This person tries. Or maybe I'm just being optimistic at this point. But yeah, it's it's. I'm not into bad boys or fixer-uppers, so it, I did not connect instantly. Um, but yeah, the second verse is definitely more redeemable. Mm. Um, but yeah, that original arrangement, that <laughs> 80s-inspired... Yeah. What the hell? That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I almost skipped it. <laughs> I skip it. I skip it when I listen to the first <laughs> album. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, I see what you mean. I think... I think that's interesting. I don't think I ever viewed it that way. I think I did. I think because of how mm. emotional Kelly sounds singing mm-hmm. it, more obviously mm-hmm. in this in this new version, um, right. it does feel like it's someone worth saving, right? It's someone who actually is a good person, but they do have this right. one thing that's not, that's kind of taking over their life and isn't good for them and, and you mm-hmm. want to save them, right? So yeah, that's interesting uh, how you interpreted it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think as many artists, other artists have said, when you do a song acoustically, that's when you really prove if a song is actually good or not, right? Yeah. And so in this case, the choice actually really did elevate the track a lot. Um, <laughs> you really do pay attention to lyrics more. Um, and again, I love that her delivery is not over the top, right? If Christina or Jesse J or, you know, one of those other kind of pop divas that can also sing <laughs> their faces off did this song... Yeah. You'd be getting these crazy runs everywhere, you know, you'd be getting all these, I don't know, you'd just be getting a lot of extra vocalizations and stuff. For sure. Kelly doesn't do that. She keeps it very simple, just focuses on the main melody and really emoting it. Um, So I I, I love that about her. I always have. Um, And I just think it's a beautiful end to the album and and a great way to redeem an old album track. (laughs) <laughs> sorry yeah i kind of disappeared sorry <laughs> i had to mute myself because i started laughing <laughs> uh it's true um i like that i like the i the concept of a redo yeah um especially when it's done like this um so kudos to her for sure um but yes i'm, I'm curious to know what your score is though because you seem to have you hold it in high regard and apparently i do hold it in high show. regard yeah i yeah. i think it's it's really up there i think and a lot of people still bring it up to her like even on her talk show and stuff as one of the songs that they love from her um and i agree so i will give it a 9.5 how about you i will give it oh y'all about to hate me but let me preface this by saying hang on look I'm not into songs that are good, but have like an underlying thing of like a little bit of like abuse or like psychological, you know, like meet mm-hmm. me in the middle, like uh-huh. it, broken dishes everywhere or like the songs like that. And then the chorus is great. I'm not a fan of, um, I try to remove myself from that, but if, if I feel the icks, then it's probably just usual. Sorry, fans. I'm going to give it an 8.5. She oh, that's sounds still pretty great. good. That's a B. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So Chris. Mm-hmm. We have reached the cut and keep section of our review. And uh-huh. fans who are new here, we keep a song and we cut a song. Whoa! It's not complicated. But if you all would like to join us in this section of the video, definitely let us know, A, your ratings for all the songs, and, if you want, what you would cut and what you would keep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, Chris, mm-hmm. which song would you I would cut You Found Me. It doesn't come with, as a surprise, I think, with what I said about it. But yeah, I just think it is like a filler amongst 
other hits. Everything else is a hit. Yeah. How about you? I would probably cut Gone because when I got to this part of this uh, album, mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, this is another breakup song. Like, uh, it just oh, interesting. I, it's just redundant. I almost got- yeah, exactly. I just thought I want something. Give me something feisty at that point. If you're going to sit there and give me staccato and attitude, give me I'm that girl kind of energy, which I know she probably wasn't there at that point. But again, it's another breakup song. And this whole album's about a relationship except uh-huh. for, break. you know, I was like, eh, eh, yeah, yeah, redundant. Yeah. Interesting. But okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to keep only one song on this album, what would you keep? My keep is going to be based on me introducing someone who doesn't really listen to her. Okay. Um, but likes the genre of music that is featured on this album. Okay. I would keep addicted, for sure. I would keep okay. it because I would love to show some. Because I know I have a couple of friends who would be like, who who only know like you know since you've been gone or like a, yeah. you know like a walk away and they're yeah. like, oh you know ha ah, fun she's cute of course because Pitch Perfect as well yeah um but yeah no addicted what about okay. you that's a good choice yeah I will go with Hazel Eyes. Um, that's still one of my absolute favorite Kelly songs ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it is, it tends to be forgotten amongst, like, Since You've Been Gone Breakaway because oh of you, God, but I think Hazel is actually my favorite of, of all the singles uh, on the whole oh? album. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So what are your overall thoughts on this album? Like, as a fa- as a person who wasn't, like, a huge fan of her at this mm. time, because this really was her peak, I think, uh, uh, yeah. like, commercially. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What did you think listening to this album now? Yeah, totally. Um, so when I say I'm not a fan of some people, um, some people I think think it in the pejorative where I might like I don't like the person. But me, I'm, I think true to the word. Like I'm not a fan if I don't know anything except yeah. the singles, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, you understand it. But some people might be like, she hates them. Like, no, she hates her. I don't. I don't hate her. Um, but yeah, no. Considering how many songs I did know, considering how many songs I did like, yeah. uh, I would love to just dive more into her. Um, and I think that this album, <laughs> we will, <laughs> but yeah, if you, you, if you guys have any recommendations, definitely, you know, send them my way. Yeah, I give yeah. the album a nine, okay. um, punto. Am I giving it a punto? Nine punto five. I'll give it a 9.5. Okay. Give it a nine. All right. Yeah, awesome. Know. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very biased. As I said, she's one of my absolute favorite artists of all time and I've seen her live countless times. So I personally think this is one of the best pop albums of all time. It's cohesive, but every song does mm-hmm. stand on its own, and she mm-hmm. just sounds absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. There are very few no-skip albums in mm. the pop world, and I think this is one of them. So I have to give it a 10 out of 10. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a Kelly Clark stan. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> For those listening, he gave me a nice little head jerk with this <laughs> Kelly Clark. <laughs> Some neck there. Yeah. So what would you like to hear next from Kelly? I think for me, obviously, I know her back catalog super well. And she's already kind of gone through very different sounds. I think a lot of people yeah. are excited about the new album because she did just get divorced. She's kind of just gone through Ooh. a lot in her life these past few years. Ooh. And so people are very excited to hear what she's come up with. Um, yeah, she's been inspired by. Um, yes. I do love the kind of old school soul vibe that she mm. did for the last album, and I would not mind more of that. Um, but I also wouldn't mind a return to the pop rock thing either, because that is coming back, right? So yes. a return to the guitars and rock Kelly would 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 be great as well. But what would you like to hear from her? Dude, you read my mind. I was thinking about how I came back into her. I um I was at work. Um, at Dave and Buster's a couple years ago and Love So Soft played and yes. I was like, what? Who is that? And I, and I heard the voice and I'm like, she got some 
she got some soul in her. I had to look because the, the, the monitor is behind my head at the bar. And I looked and I was like, oh, my God, it's Kelly. Yes. And I thought, holy crap. And that, that song actually has a little bit of trap drums in it, but nothing too crazy where it's like off brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to what you were saying. I would like to hear something like that because she has the chops for it. Uh, she does a little bit of a rock thing. She can do that as well. Um, but yeah, I would like to hear a little bit more of a, a soul, painful kind of, not painful, well, soulful uh, kind of track. Uh, the rock stuff, I wonder how she would deliver it because now the that the sound is coming back, it's almost like a kid's game because so many people are doing it. And the people who, who origin, originally were doing like an Avril or something, a lot of the older fans are appreciating, but I'm not sure if the younger people are like being as receptive and giving uh-huh. the people the flowers that they deserve. Um, because even when I think about the, her vocals and the songs that she has had throughout yeah. the years, no offense to Adele, Adele can sing, but Adele sings kind of like the same very much. I'm sad. I broke up with this man, you know, Kelly does that, but she's been able to freaking change the sound. And then even yes. if she's not talking about a breakup, she gives you like a whole lot of woman. That's a, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. You know, love so soft. She gives it to you. And I'm still trying to figure out. Again, I could just be under a rock not realizing it, why she's not getting regarded as like, oh, yeah, she's that balladeer. She's that yeah. da 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 as Adele is getting or as like a, someone else. You know, oh, I don't know yeah. how to describe it. I think that talk but show yeah. helps. I think all these covers yes. that go viral once in a while definitely helps. Yeah. But I agree. There's still there's something that a lot of people in the general public tend to forget her. Um, and yeah, disregard her ability or even just aren't aware of her ability, I guess. So there we go. Yeah. That's the word. I mean, with the talk show <laughs> getting bigger and bigger, um, yeah. I do hope that more people recognize it. It does feel like she's, she's had a resurgence in her popularity overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's mm-hmm. been able to do that without releasing much new music. So right. it'll be interesting to see how the next album does. Um, but she's divorced right. finally. Yay. Oh, um, so, so hopefully she can finally kind of get a move on with, with kind of the more business things that she was planning. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, let us know what you all think about the breakaway album. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. Let us know mm-hmm. your thoughts in the comments below or message us at CCTV pops on all social media. You can also join us on Patreon where you can help us decide our next episode topics and get access to exclusive content from our show you can't get anywhere else, including some bloopers from today's episode. Um, (laughs) And yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and hit that notification bell. And for our listeners, please give us a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Until next time, that's Jan. That's good. And we are CCTV. CCTV.